Hey everybody, I am back. This is Mr. Todd. Welcome to Stories and Solutions. Thanks for coming back on to the podcast. So today, I have a dear friend uh, who I've known, let's say, what, 20 years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we share something in common, and uh, I thought that we would uh, shed some light on it for the listeners and uh, what it is to be a, a caretaker for parents and that's why I titled this Living with Dementia. Both of our parents have dementia and they're both in our homes. We don't live together, but we have extreme amount of similarities and we live 3,000 miles away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I just, as I said before, I always wanted this to be something that can help someone if it's expressing something, if it's just uh, being able to relate and uh, whatever it may be or just feeling like you are heard so i'm gonna introduce you to kim and kim is a voiceover artist and she has a really cool job i won't say the <laughs> name of the place but it, it you know it, it's a really cool job I've, I've known like i said about 20 years so this is kim <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. <laughs> anytime, my friend, anytime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we got to talking a little bit uh, earlier just to catch up real quick. quick and uh, it's it's just fun. It's like like old times. So <laughs> for the sake of your three hours away, what was it like growing up in Long Island? Oh, well. I, you know, it's so funny. My best friend was here this morning and we were having breakfast and we talk about this all the time because I live in the house I grew up in okay. and it looks a lot different than it looked when I was growing up. Smaller. It seems smaller. It does seem smaller. <laughs> it always seems bigger when you're a kid yep. and yet it seems smaller now. But, you know, it's so funny because even though the neighborhood's different, when I when I take the dogs for a walk, I, I tend to still run into one or two people that I literally still know who are my mom's age, who are still alive in the neighborhood. But um, the neighborhood's changed a lot in, in, in the same way. It's just different people. Um, the neighbors don't all know each other. But when I grew up, we all knew each other. And we really did. And I would tell you that I spent most of my time, I grew up on Long Island, and I would say that I spent a lot of time in the summers in the pool, and I was outside on my bike all the time. And even after dinner, I'd go to my friend's house on my bike. And, you know, no cell phones back then because you grew up in the 70s. And my dad would be like, get home before dark and call me before you leave your friend's house so I can look out for you. And I that's how it you know. And <laughs> it was great. And, you know, we used to go, awesome. we had to drive in movies. We had the, and when the beach is 10 minutes from me, um, we had the Long Island beaches and it was 10 minutes. So we'd go to the beach all the time. How far are you from Coney Island? Um, we're about an hour away. Okay. It's actually not an hour away. It's probably about 40 minutes, but the I'm being traffic. generous about the traffic and I'm being generous about the traffic, but it's about an hour away. And it's how, about mu an hour how much away. are your tolls now? I think the tolls and I don't do them too often. I think they're up to, I think, 12 or $13 Jesus, to go across. That's ridiculous. So to escape New York, you have to pay. And then to come into New York, you have to pay. Yeah, so then you <laughs> might as well take the train. Yes. Yeah, that's what they <laughs> want you to do. Yeah. That's right. And I do take the train. And I actually took the train. Um, my job required me to be in the office. And I, I, would, I work in Queens. And I had to take the train every day anyway. 
Um, I was essential. I didn't know that till this all happened, but I was essential and I had to take the train in and, uh, you know what? It was, it was fine. I cleaned off the seats. I brought my spray in. <laughs> I was cleaning the seats cause people are gross. I'm sorry. I was picturing and, you in a yellow, I, um, rain <laughs> suit. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're lucky. I was that close. I had my gloves on. I had masks. I had paper towels and I had pure, pure Lysol spray because I didn't trust anything. I would spray down these seats yeah, and yeah. then I would like wipe everything down before I would even sit. And you know what? Knock on wood. I was, I stayed okay through the whole thing. So yeah. I was very lucky, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, we, and we took the train into the city. I'm 40, I'm an hour away from the city growing up. We were all about going into to New York city and I saw a lot of Broadway growing up and my cousins lived in New York city. I spent a lot of time in New York city and I always loved the city growing up. So that was one of the things about growing up here in Long Island um, that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I got a mix of both. A lot of people didn't get that. A lot of people lived out here, never went to the city. Did you go roller skating? I used to roller skate when I was a kid. I was never really good at it. Uh, we were joking around before, but I, I, I physically am not a very physically good person at anything. I'm really not good at anything athletic whatsoever. That's okay. <laughs> it was so bad. I couldn't even do like aerobic classes without being out of line. <laughs> no, that's okay. There's people, there's a lot of people, they call, that's why they call it a two left feet. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we all know our limits. I know my limits. <laughs> yeah, Although I, I would try things. Like I, I can't dunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time somebody sees me, can you dunk? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Years ago. So, um, oh, yeah. so I'm going to ask you, uh, the, the, mm -hmm. the stuff about the dementia. So where, sure. We, we uh, as I said in this crazy introduction, but that wouldn't be stories and solutions, right? It, we both have parents that uh, that's what they suffer from. And some of the questions I have are just real. I mean, or I shouldn't say some, they all are, but I'm saying yeah. in the sense of like, when you're really just speaking your mind, it's not about, oh, you should say the right thing because your parents and they don't know and come on, let's be honest oh here. no you know what i mean I'm all, I'm all about speaking my mind <laughs> yeah yeah so that's why i have you on here because yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's like i don't want the watered down answer i want the truth because there's people that'll listen to it and then they start going oh you know if they're listening to it they say oh you know it's it's heartbreaking or it may be it may be this and that but then they still think to themselves like man these guys are so great they they don't get ever really get mad at their parents and it's not true. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, so, yeah. so, oh, so yeah. that's, that's what I mean by that. It's, a, it's just more real. Like I just want it to be real. So it's, um, oh, yeah. you know, and, and I don't use last names. I just, your first name, that's it. Um, you got it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah this is fun. Not the topic, yeah. but, but fun to talk to you. Like, Oh, yeah. it's always great to talk to you. You know that I love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Likewise, my friend. Oh yeah. So, what do you know, like in a in a more roundabout way, about your mom's upbringing? I know from actually finding a, a diary 
believe it or not, cleaning out um, the upstairs when I moved up here, that um, she wrote in her diary when she was 12 years old, my grandfather died. I never knew him. And she was very close to him. And she had written in her diary and she had written the worst day of my life. My dad died. Mm. And he basically died of a widow maker, like at the dinner table is what happened. And my grandmother, who I loved and I was very close to, and we called her Nana. Nana was her name. Mm. And my Nana and I were very, very close. But my Nana was a very, she was kind of a cold person. And I did not realize that growing up because she wasn't that way with me. Mm. But um, now that I look back on it, I see how she was. And I remember my mother telling me the story of when my grandfather died, that my 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 grandmother came home from the hospital and basically told her and my uncle, you don't have a father anymore. And that's a mm. really cold way to put something like that. Yeah. My mother grew up in Brooklyn. She shared a room with her grandmother who did not like her. So the women of that house praised my uncle. Um, and kind of, my mother was apparently quite, <laughs> she was quite a vocal person like me and she was quite outgoing and she would say what's on her mind and she'd get herself in trouble and, but she was very smart. And, um, and my uncle was super smart and graduated high school at 16 and went to college in Columbia and Harvard. And he won a, a college Pulitzer, I mean, in journalism, I mean, he was incredible and he did all these great things. But to his grandmother and his mother, he was it. Mm. And they put him on a pedestal. So my mother always put him on a pedestal because mm. that's what she grew up knowing. She grew up in Brooklyn in, um, very, in a Jewish area, very high. You know, she was Jewish. She grew up in a Jewish area. And um, I guess you could call it a rebellion when she met my dad because he was not Jewish. He was Catholic. He was Italian. And back in those days, that was a big, fat no about yeah. getting together. And they all knew each other from the neighborhood. But um, when she announced that she was going to be marrying, you know, my dad, my my mother's cousins who knew him from the neighborhood were like, no way. You're not allowed to do that. You can't do that. And she's like, well, I'm going to do it. And she did. And she had family that actually stopped speaking to her. But I, this family out here that I don't know that stopped speaking to her because she married my father, mm. believe it or not, because he was he was Italian. It was a big deal. It was a really big deal. Yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I know. Prejudice, it comes in all sizes and shapes and colors and, oh, yeah. And, and decades. Yes, and it and it just doesn't seem to ever die down, does it? Well, uh, I say it every day. <laughs> History <laughs> exactly. repeats itself. If you don't, On a constant if you, basis. If you don't learn. No, and I, I'm, I've lost a lot of faith in humanity, so I'm not sure we're ever going to learn because it's amazing what I hear people say all the time. So I said this this, this morning. I said, I'm going to be on this podcast tonight. Yeah. And I was like, I hope I don't sound like I'm really tired, but uh, I just started back to work, and this is the people that priorly, if they listened, or the ones that know about the other, this this episode I had, um, right. Yeah. So I've just started back to work. <laughs> I, I just started <laughs> working yesterday. And then, wow. so today I, I noticed like I'm pretty tired. I was tired yesterday too, but I noticed I was a lot more tired than usual. And then I was a little more confused than usual. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
your body's probably trying to tell you to rest. That's all I did. I there wasn't I there wasn't much I could do for the first like month. It was just like the first week I couldn't rest because they kept bothering me. But the, wow. reason, the reason why I was telling you this was this whole thing when you say like uh like history repeats itself and mm-hmm. yeah if if you don't like uh how you say it like take care of yourself yeah yeah mentally your body breaks down and I don't know I don't think it's necessarily like you know like a like how they say oh if you got COVID it attacks the most vulnerable spot I think stress attacks the most vulnerable spot absolutely I am a big believer in stress being the biggest killer and the biggest factor in a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. You got to take care of it. Yeah, you do. And it's hard sometimes. Yeah. It's hard. You have to almost stop yourself and say, I need to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) From everybody. That's that's the point. Like, (laughs) like you, like you, you say a lot, like, um, you don't uh like you feel like you always have to do something like you're always doing something right yeah if you like you have to be able to tell yourself i'm not gonna do anything and force yourself to not do anything because if you don't i learn like it happens to you no matter what if you like you can keep trying to say like oh i have to do this i have to do that when something happens to you you can have to do it and you have no control (laughs) what it is you know what i mean yeah, and you just went through something where you had no control, and that's it's a scary feeling. Yeah, like if you don't slow down, things will slow you down, and you have to not allow like your stress or the stress of this to like cause you. Because something I learned that happens to me is I try to stay away from my house to stay away from the situation, but that right, right, that costs right. that costs money. It's yeah. also it's also more stressful in a way because you're not just relaxing at home. I mean, you can relax at other places, but you're paying for it every time you go. Right. 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 You're um, paying for it in gas. You're paying for it in trips. You're paying for it just to, yeah. Yeah. So what's, Absolutely. The, what's the gas out there? Um, It went up to 449 and mm. it's going to, it's going up, it's going up daily. I mean, it's just going to keep going up, but <laughs> you know, I'm so, it's so hard to watch, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but it's, you know, I watch the news and, you know, the news is on at, at my job on a constant basis. And it takes a lot for me to not, I'm a very emotional person anyway. No. And it takes a lot for me, yeah, no, right? Can you believe that? And it takes a <laughs> lot for me to watch that at work and not like start crying when I see it because I feel so helpless. Oh, I don't day, watch you know, the news. And all that other stuff. And it's no. like, it's just really frustrating. I'm gonna sound like an a hole if I tell you what I think. So I was saying that uh, the way I may end up dead because I, I thought that. no, no, really. I now I know now I know exactly I'm what I was talking you, about. Man. I was saying so. Even though I went through what I just went through, which I thought at the time it was the end, but it wasn't obviously, and I'm grateful. Right. I just I never been through anything you know, like that. Because of that, I could think, oh, that would take you out. No, I believe, and people can call me a conspiracy theorist if they want to. I believe that if you say the wrong thing, it's flagged, right? And you could be some guy in a basement doing this kind of thing and just speak in your mind. 
Like, right. you, you don't have any money. You're not a threat to anybody except people that are afraid of you, you know, of your ideas or your intelligence or your truth. And you can say something. And when you say, like, that's what it was, you were saying something like, oh, the way that this is happening. And I was going to say, I, I don't want to sound insensitive, but the world is a stage. And you know that. That's, yeah. why, that's why I don't watch the news because they make you feel by using your emotions against you because they're navigating the stage. They're na navigating the scenery. They navigate uh, the narrative. Why do you think they keep repeating the same movies? It's a, oh, this formula worked, and I got the masses to do what I wanted through this program. And that kind of stuff isn't studied where, or I shouldn't say that, <laughs> so like when you say like if you get stressed and you're watching tv and then you don't watch tv take your blood pressure on monday when oh yeah you, when you watch tv and then take it on friday when you don't watch tv for three days and and at the same time doing the same things and like don't don't alter what you did on monday and right. watch you're gonna see and then try it again when you didn't have caffeine for two days, try it again. When you, you know, like you cut something else out. Right. And you'll see it's, it's, it's uh, I know this isn't about dementia, but it is. The well, it's about the stress that, that can make you unhealthy. And correct. that doesn't, at least all the bad things. Well, it I leads to your stress, right? That, I, that, I feel the anxiety sometimes. I sometimes will see something like if, I was sitting here before we talked and I watched about two hours of just, TV that I had programmed mm -hmm. that I have not been able to do for weeks. And I'm not even kidding you. I've not been able to sit here for weeks and watch any of my shows. And I said, I'm going to sit here for, and just chill out. And I've been very relaxed tonight. And now one of the reasons I was relaxed is I don't watch, I don't watch the news. I don't watch any news. See, I'm a good, I'm a good, uh, uh, yeah. and you can feel energy. I don't even know what that's called. <laughs> you would think i had like alcohol right here um, so, so i have alcohol you want some so now <laughs> yeah so so um i'm gonna try and narrow this to the ptsd and i i was doing research right mm -hmm. and this era of alzheimer's and dementia it was kind of around the time of the war and right right so there are like a whole bunch of documents and they point to the blast in the war and um, early childhood. I looked up uh, stuff that showed exposure to aluminum, which they obviously spray and PTSD. It causes like when you have PTSD and mm -hmm. it, it said all of these are what is uh, like the factors for, right. for Alzheimer's or dementia. So I was going to ask you my, I, I, you already know about my dad, but like, or do any of those things fit in your family, like your, I guess, your mom's situation in her life? Well, I all I know is, see, with my mom, I know that my mom's grandmother, who I, I only remember her a little bit because she died when I was 11. Mm -hmm. But she had, and they said it was Alzheimer's. Oh, so it was hereditary. It might have been hereditary, but my mother does not have Alzheimer's, which I the doctors had to explain to me many times the difference because I was not getting the difference. And I have to tell you, that scares the shit out of me more than cancer. 
Yeah. I am so scared. I actually said to Chris, I'm so scared of losing good, bad, whatever, of losing my whole life and being gone and I won't know it. And, and, and I said, that scares me more than anything is not remembering my life. Yeah. But at what age? Um, my great grandma, well, she was my great grandmother. So I was 11. She was in her late seventies. Now my Nana did not have a problem with her brain at all. My Nana died of smoking cigarettes and she got emphysema. So she died from smoking. And my mother's brother also died because he smoked four packs a day. So that had nothing to do with his brain either. Um, my mother, I mean, like, like, was your mother around the war? You know, she was she was after the war. I mean, she grew up. She was born in 1938, so okay. she was like she was around the war ish time. Well, my dad, my dad was, was born 41. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah, but he he yeah. he went to war to um, let's see, uh, Korea, probably uh, or Vietnam. No, I think it was Korea, but uh, I know he that went was to, my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was with my dad. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, my dad went through Korea. So <laughs> hey, and well, on that note, um, I have to, to thank my sponsors. So I'm going to uh, take a break. Mm-hmm. I'll be right back. Stories and solutions. Today's episode is sponsored by Tat T-shirts, conversation clothing to make you think. Tat T A T T hyphen. T-E-E shirts.com Alright everybody, we are back. I have Kim here, the voiceover artist, the comedian, the the lady with the cool job, and uh, she's repping from Long Island. So as I introduced you to Kim, we were talking about... <laughs> we were talking about uh dementia I, i'm gonna ask you these questions really quick but here's a funny okay. funny thing um i actually have an interview for my dad and i had set it up for a youtube and it was going to be called living with dementia and it was because i had these questions that like my right. kids my kids ask me like how come papa doesn't talk to us or papa doesn't this or you know right um so I had the questions written that I wanted him to interview uh, my 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 dad with, right? And he goes, no, I don't want him to interview me. And I was like, why not? What else do you do? And he's like, I don't want to be interviewed. I was like, okay. And I said, Taj has 25 million viewers, you know? And he's like, I'm not impressed. So at that point, I was just like, you know, that's one of those things. Like, does he have it or does he not? But <laughs> I just, you know, it's it, that's the thing about dementia too. It's there's such days where there's such clarity, and there's other days where they're completely out of it. Yeah, they're just mean. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, Whoa. so you, yeah. you, you have the same feelings, right? <laughs> oh my god, I, I get like, I came back from Florida, and my mother was like, "Oh, you went to Florida," and I'm like, "Yeah, you remember that?" And she's like, "Yeah, I remember that. Of course, I remember that. You told me going to Florida," and I was like. Oh, and then two days later, she's telling the lady downstairs that she was talking to my father. And I'm like, um, really? Wait, how old is your mom? <laughs> she's 84. 
Okay, my dad's 80. I'm like, if she was talking to my dad, I'd like to know how she was doing that because he's been gone for about 35 years. So that's a little tricky. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I do? I go up to my mother and I go, Mom. She goes, what? This is what we did. This is the conversations we have. I go, you're going to get out of that bed today? Now, she's been in the bed for two years. She tells you she gets up every day. I go, you haven't gotten out of that bed in two years. You can't get up anymore if you tried. Yes, I do. I get up every day. I go, no, you don't. You don't get up at all. She goes, yes, I do. I go, mom. No, I'm oh, serious. So how long have you uh, been caring for your mom? So I've been caring for her in this manner, I would say, for the last almost, it's four years. Ago. It's about four and a half years. Okay. And then yeah. you you have how many siblings? I have one. One. Okay. And and yeah. so you have a good relationship? No. Yeah, it sounds no. familiar. So I yeah. won't say I have a bad relationship. I just don't feel like I have one. But, I, um, yeah. yeah. It's it's a very strained, different relationship. It's, yeah. Yeah, strained. He's my older brother, and I counted on him to help me out because being my older brother, he was like, this is what we're going to do for mommy. We're going to get community Medicaid. And I looked it up and we're going to go talk to the lawyer. And we went to the lawyer together and she set everything up and, you know, get the paperwork together and blah, blah. And that was it. Dumped her right in my lap and walked away. And that was it. Yeah, I understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, how I got, how you got, yeah. I got where I am. <laughs> oh, I know what you got. So, yeah. How, how did it make you feel um, when you realized your mom had dementia? I, you know, it was interesting. It, it was, it was, I was, I was surprised. Because there were hints of it in the past over the years where her best friend would be like, oh, you know, your mom and I went to the casinos. And when your mom came out of the bathroom, she was confused about where she was. And I just I chalked it up to old age. I just, you know, and this was years ago. Mm-hmm. But when she started losing weight and my brother was out here, this was about, you know, five or six years ago. And we were in the kitchen and he's like, mom, are you eating? And she literally said, he goes, did you eat today? And she said, I forgot. And my mother's a voracious eater. And that is the moment we realized that there was something wrong. wrong. And I was like, whoa, I go, what do you mean you forgot? Who the hell forgets to eat? I wish I could forget to eat. My God. Hey man, I forget to eat all the time. I Um, wish I could forget to eat. (laughs) I was actually, I actually was stunned and I went, whoa. She forgot to eat. Well, let me let me tell you something. My dad is the kind of person that okay, so he was a in housekeeping like for twenty seven years, I think, at the VA, mm. and right, and he was a type of person that at least in his later years, like when I would go to his house, he would iron, and I'm not kidding you, he would iron the the bed sheets. He ironed his socks. Wow. He ironed his underwear. Wow. Um, when I found him downtown uh, by the Skid Row Hospital uh, Hotel, he, yeah. he was sitting in the same underwear for weeks, and they didn't even look like underwear. They look they look like um, when you when you dry off your car chamois. They're, they're, right. They look like kind of like lambskin, but when they dry, they're like just yellow and like really hard and bent. They're not they're not shaped. Did it make you feel? How do I word this? Because I remember when you went downtown and you found him. I remember that because yeah. I was still living there. Did it make you feel better to realize when the motivation that made him leave and to choose that? Did it make you feel better to realize that it might not have been his complete, clear decision? Um, I'm trying to be like 100% honest. It's absolutely. It's, it's kind of like a yes and a no, but more on the yeah. more on the no side. Yeah. Um, I felt like even if. It's because he has this. 
I still blame it on the drinking. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, I gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. he didn't drink, he may have got dementia, but I would say maybe he got it at 80 instead of at, you know, his late 60s or whatever it was. Right. It, it helped progress. Exactly. So right. I feel like, okay, let's put it this way. If I died from something early, which he's already 80, so it's not even about dying early. But if I died from something early that it was from abuse, my kids later on are going to think, you know, my dad didn't love me enough to stop doing this to stay around longer. Right. Like he was selfish. Right. So. Right. So I have like a limit on what I do. Um, most people do. But yeah. with him, he didn't have that limit. And with him, he was selfish. Like it was like, I want what I want. He wasn't thinking right. what it did to someone else. And because he didn't think about that. That, in my opinion, contributed to this dementia. So that makes sense. Does that make sense? So that's why I don't. Yeah, that makes I don't sense. feel sorry for him. Like I, I, I feel sorry for him for him from a human being standpoint. As my right. father, no, but as a human being, yeah, I feel really bad for him. Like there's a lot mm -hmm. of times that I sit there, you know, the kids are asleep, and matter of fact, yesterday he came out at like nine thirty, and this is uh, this is a guy that has an alarm that um, is loud. <laughs> you can hear through, you can hear through his door if i was in the front of the house at the door right. you can hear through his door as if it was right next to your head wow right wow so that goes off three times a day and then he has a big giant red button since he can't see that's on top of his tv and it tells him the time so even if he there's no way <laughs> like the thing goes off at i think it's like eight forty-five in the morning one o'clock and seven o'clock. So the seven o'clock, he tells his doctors, he, oh, I don't go to sleep. And I keep telling them, is there something you can do, like give him that makes him more awake? Right. Right. Well, when he tells them that he doesn't sleep, then it makes me look like a fool, right? Because I'm asking for something that they don't, don't think he's that he needs. And they don't seem to think that he has dementia. He can't remember that he slept. No, like he'll sleep like through the night or but right. for example, yesterday he slept until nine. So the alarm right. went off. Right. And then he comes outside and by then the food's gone. So he had like his banana and like a granola bar or something and he ate it. And then he went to going to putting his foot on the little bicycle thing he has. And I'm thinking, like, what's the point? It's past nine o'clock, right? But right. In, but in his head, I had to learn. Like, this it took me a while, but I'm used to it now. But I had to keep telling myself, well, wait a second. Just like when my mom was blind and I had to deal with her um, much easier. But when I had to deal with her, yeah. it was still, I had to put myself in her place. Well, with my dad, I had to learn to tell myself well he's he's blind so he's always in the dark so it's always nighttime to him and, right right so then i started thinking well then you add alcoholism and that he's 80 but his brain is not 80 and you have dementia so he's going to sleep because he doesn't use his brain and he doesn't even know what time of day it is because he's blind you so he has saying? no idea. exactly yeah. so that's when i i don't get angry that's when i'm like man i feel bad could you imagine this and then Something like what just happened to me happens, and then I get in, like enraged because I think like someone's taking care of you and you don't even try. And here I am laying up in the freaking hospital, and I gotta like push my ass to like get back to work. You know what I mean? Let, and, and, let and, me and, ask and, you. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you something. On that note, do, do you, I, I know this. Ugh, I don't want it to come across as harsh. Do you believe in karma? Of course. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah I feel I, like I, my mother I, is suffering <laughs> from karma right now. That's what so, I was going to say. I don't, I don't think, I think that's part of the karma. I think it's <laughs> while you're alive, I'm going to take away your sight. While you're alive, I'm going to, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like make you, that's believe me. I, I think what happened to me is either a warning or it was a, a sit, you, since you don't want to sit down, I'm going to sit you down. Right. And with your father, it's like all the, what you've done, this is what, this is what's happening to you. Now your body's completely dysfunctional in every way. Yeah. Like the vanity. Like if you say to yourself, I'm a prideful person, then I think in God's way, I still think it's energy, but, but, but I think like that energy is still guided by your attitude. So if you're a person that never thinks you need anyone and believe me, I'm prideful, but I'm not stupid. I'll ask, right. you know what I mean? Like I'll ask for help, but right. when, when I exhaust what I can do, not the first thing I do. If you're a person that's like, I'll, I'll just suffer before I ask for help. And that's you. That's one thing. But when it affects others, to me, yeah. that's where the karma gets involved. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I think when you do something to yourself, there's really not a karma because you're doing it to yourself. Like that's the karma in itself. You know what right. I mean? It's like immediate. Right. That's immediate. But when you do things to someone or or others it may take its time but it will be i feel i don't know if this is true but it's just what i feel it will be in some form of fashion what you value the most but it, i think that's what karma is it's the op is doing the opposite to you oh i i agree listen the, my mother <laughs> talk about you know my brother not stepping in and helping at all my brother lights. My mother lights up when my brother calls her. That's the person that she she lights up when my brother calls. <gasps> it's John, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. No, You're I kidding. understand. No, I have the same you know? thing. And it's it's that. And I'm like, the karma is is that your son doesn't show up. Yeah, I, I, I have the same thing. I deal with the same thing. That's why I told you. Yeah. I asked you to come here because we deal with the same things. Absolutely. Uh, what did you do voiceovers for? I, you know what? I did uh, voiceovers for a couple of commercials locally on the island, but I've also worked on the radio station out here doing their traffic. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. You're, the, you're the traffic lady. So I when you guys are on your way to work. You New York. Right. And also we did the traffic channel, which is no longer existing, but for seven and a half years I did the traffic channel locally for Long Island. So yeah. yeah. That. You, do, yeah. You, you were WKRP in in, in Long Island. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Go this way, not that way. Yeah, right. Yeah. Watch out for those potholes. <laughs> right. Stay off that road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should use my Cartman voice. Excuse me, sir. Uh, I think that you should say over those potholes. There you go. There you go. See, that's what makes all the people. Yeah, you'll raise my readings. <laughs> you should see me at work when I try to tell people, excuse me, sir. Do you mind not standing in front of that train? Uh, don't be an asshole. There, there you go. That's funny. Oh, yeah. We have a good time sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through these questions. So here we go. I'm just going to ask you anyway. Does your mom know that she has dementia? No. Okay. So my dad refuses to believe he has dementia. But then now the um, geriatrics people, they say he doesn't because he's coherent enough to like know where he was born, how many children he has. And they said that the test that he has to take to classify him with dementia you have to be able to see to take that test oh god you've got to be kidding me no as wow. i said everything that can happen 
And, oh. and and I don't care when people tell me like, oh, it's your attitude. Because anyone you know that knows me says I have a good attitude most of the time. But, I'm with you though. <laughs> does your mom know her age and like where she was born? She'll tell you where she's born. She'll tell you the year and she'll tell you her social security number. Interesting. <laughs> so I was told with dementia, you don't forget the past. You forget the current. That is true. And, and not to go off on a tangent, but... So a couple of weeks ago, my my the the uh, aide said your mother was calling out Michael Michael, which they didn't know was my Not dad's yours. name. Oh okay, that was my dad's name, and I was like, my mother was calling out his name. Now they had my dad died thirty five years ago, and they were not together when they when he passed. And I was like, my mother was calling his name. And she goes, yeah, I thought she was calling me. So I said, Jackie, are you calling me? Did you forget my name? She goes, no, I'm calling my husband. Oh, yeah, you said that earlier. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay. But she did it again last week. She goes, oh, Michael's up the street. I go, Michael's up the street. Okay. <laughs> he might be up the yeah, street, see, but it's where you're They going. go back to where they were. Because I'm telling yeah. you, I think that's why my dad was whimpering. Yeah. Yeah, because he... He didn't seem to know what I was talking about, but the other night he started going, no, 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 like that. And again, audience, I'm not making fun of him, but if you had to live with this person for nine years and do what oh, yeah. I do, yeah, this is just the truth. It's not about like, oh, you know, I'm being hurtful because if it no. was the other way around, you know, somebody's going to, I'm at least trying to bring some humor to it. <laughs> my the, my mom's aide actually said the same thing. She goes, "Your mother's been bringing up his name a lot more lately." She goes, "I go, isn't that the sign of something? Like you're starting to see people who pass." And she goes, yeah. "I think so." Yeah. She goes, "I she really thinks that." Yeah. And she's calling my dad's name, and I'm like, and I said to the lady, I "Go, they weren't even together when when he passed away, and so, she so screwed him out of his money before he died." So. <laughs> It's so weird that that's the I'm not person laughing that, at it. I'm laughing because I, yeah. well, I remember when we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like now she's calling his name. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. No, that's why I was laughing. <laughs> um, so so did, do you ever like sit and have talks with her about the past and like the regrets or not, anything like that? I tried to back when she actually, I, I tried to talk to her about regrets when I first moved back here. I've been here for almost 16 years. And I would say about 13 years ago, I tried to have a conversation with her and it just wasn't happening. And I gave up. And uh, to be honest with you, it, she just was never the mother I, I, I wanted or had. And we tried to like work through that conversation and she could, she wasn't grabbing it. Yeah. She wasn't getting it. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, I have the same, again, this is why I asked you to to do the show because yeah. you talking about your experiences and then I talk about mine and vice versa mm -hmm. um, and just venting or whatever it is being, you know, inquiring, you know, this has happened to you. Those things to me allow, uh, well, one people to learn, but they, yeah, you know what I mean? But they allow us to understand that not just that, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not alone. That's, that's a big factor. But that, yes. you're, that you're not crazy. But you know what? You're right. And I have to tell you, they put her on Zoloft about six months ago. I can't tell you something. If they had done that to her 40 years ago, we could have had a completely different relationship. She's yeah, so yeah. much I get calmer you. and nicer. And I'm like, wow. I go, who the hell are you? I get you. Because <laughs> my dad, I got him on uh, uh, antidepressants. And he changed for a little while, but now he's right back to the way he was. Well, now she's starting to go back to the way she was. And as my friend said, the true essence of a person is still on the under underlying, True. under the skin. I go, 
No kidding. I True. can tell it's there. Her you little can, nastiness yeah, is yeah. right there. Yeah, you can be you can be a drunk, and if you're a mean drunk, the chances yep. are you are mean anyway. And if, yeah, and, if, <laughs> and every once in a while, she, she was nasty to me when I tried to do a FaceTime phone call with my cousin for her, just for her birthday, and she was snapping at me. And I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Because with my dad, he's the kind of guy like, well, make sure I say this again with the audience. My dad is blind. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, the geriatrics, they say, oh, I don't think he has dementia. He has a personality disorder. I kind of feel like he has an alcoholic brain. I also Mm -hmm. think that he went through trauma. I think that he didn't have a good upbringing and that causes problems. Yes. You know, and this is coming from, again. I'm a behavior therapist, right? So I've studied this for two decades, you know? So for me, it's a matter of, I try to put the pieces of the puzzle together and go, you know, people don't wake up just saying I'm going to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Right. Like you are one and you can, you can continue to be one, but again, you can be the nicest person too. It's just what you choose to, uh, repeat exactly and the things that repeat in my mother's life with her her brother being favored and her feeling like she wasn't good enough she instilled in my relationship with her with my brother and to this moment although i'm very aware of it and i've done a lot of work on myself to this moment i'm the one who's taking care of her and he never shows up but when he calls it's like the room lights up yeah and that's same it's same i have that same thing it is so weird so what do you wish you could change if it was just one thing? I wish that I <laughs> I wish I had not moved back here. <laughs> oh, okay. I do not want this. I actually wished I if I had known that I was going to have to be taking care of her on this level, I wouldn't have done it because I, I didn't realize I really truly did not realize I was going to be doing this by myself. That's how I, am. I really thought I really thought my brother was going to be like, you know, I'll come out on the week, you know, just a little support. A li- I'm literally by myself in this. Well, same here. And it's really hard, as you know, it's hard for us as the caretakers when we have you have your, you know, your family mm-hmm. and your job and your health that you're trying to take care of. Yeah. And then you have to worry about him and his health and his paperwork and his meds. And, yes. and like today is my day off. I've been working 16-hour shifts on my job. I've been doing overtime. My one day off, and in the middle of my day, when I was trying to do something for myself, the aide sends me a list of, your mother needs groceries. And I'm like, so it can never just be completely my day off. Yeah, I get you. You know? So it's like, I had. that's what I was telling you before. I'm constantly thinking about stuff. Oh, I got to stop what I'm doing. Let me go do this for her. And it's it's always about that. I understand. <laughs> you know, that's the frustrating thing. And it's like, I would like a moment. <laughs> there are times where, you know, and the aids that she has, she's had for a couple of years and they're really very good. But I sometimes they'll open up the door downstairs and I live upstairs and they'll scare the shit out of me because I forget. And they're like, <laughs> they'll yell up to me and I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> now what um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so here's a funny thing i wish i w- could change that well there's a lot i could change but my family i don't want to say browbeating me but they were like you know pushing me towards this i have to save him kind of thing mm-hmm. and which led to him being in my house because obviously as you know that his place got condemned but they're not supporting you 
Exactly. And not one day in, 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 not one in day. nine years. Yeah. You do all the work, but don't, it's the same thing. You go out there and save him and you support him, but we're not going to support you supporting him. No, but they feel like they can have a uh, say in his, you know, oh, you should do this for him or you should do his this. His care and yeah, the way and, that you're taking care yeah, of him. Yeah, and that gets to me. So I, I just kind of, that's what I'm saying. I learned, especially being in the hospital, I learned that there, there's a side of me that's where mm -hmm. I really don't care what people think, and I never mm -hmm. did, but I care about people. Yes. Right? Then yes. there's another side of me that's like, I, I guess when I was there, it made me realize this dude ain't losing any sleep over what I'm going through to deal no. with him. Right? Right. So right. why do I give a shit? <laughs> like, right. like, seriously, like, that's what I'm saying. It's not about being mean. It's about why am I stressing about the choices I have to make when that's just it if i have to make a choice yep then i'm going to make the best choice for myself and my family i don't care what you think because you made your choices which got you here exactly you see so exactly to me that's not being mean that's just being real like you know it's bothersome Absolutely. does it make sense it makes total sense it's as real as me telling people Oh, you know, when your mother passes, are you going to have a funeral? No, she's here now. Yeah. She's been here now. And she's not talking about anything years. now. Yeah, I get you. But, you know, if you're going to wait till she dies to go up to her coffin and say, oh, I'm going to miss Aunt Jackie. No, I'm not having a funeral for you to show up at it so you can yeah, feel yeah, better. Yeah, I get You've you. You've lived 20 minutes down the road for the last 20 fucking years. You could have <laughs> come by whenever you wanted because I've always said the door's open. Come see her whenever you want. Nobody has come to see you except maybe two or three people. I'm not having a funeral to pay so that someone else can feel better. Yes, I get where you're coming from. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We sound like uh, ungrateful kids that like have sour grapes, but... I dare you to try it for nine years and sound like you're normal. So right. I, I, I will tell you, it messes with your head. Absolutely. I will say this. If I did have a parent that was there, took care of me and like not family ties, but just like a typical parent, I may have a different outlook. Agreed. I, you know what I mean? So again, that's, I think that's that karma thing. I don't think it. Absolutely. You know? If we had that relationship with our, our parents, like when you see a guy with his dad in movies and stuff like that, and you're like, well, I didn't have that. And I look at other mothers, like my, my ex-mother-in-law, and I have a better relationship. I have a great relationship with her. Yeah, if I had well, had yeah. with my mother, I would have, it would have been so completely different. Like yeah. Most of my friends' mothers I was close to. Yes. Maybe. The stress level would not be nearly as high if your relationship with your dad was an, a, a healthier level and my relationship with my mother was a healthier level. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Sure. So does, yeah. She, does she ever say thank you or does she, she love you? She doesn't say I love you. She I don't says get it either. thank you. She says it in her like, Thank you. Thank you, Kimmy. Thank you. And I'm like, uh-huh. And like I said to you, it's just sometimes it comes across sincere. Sometimes I'm not sure how to take it. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure how to, is that real? Is it not real? And I don't know how to take it sometimes with her. I'm uh, like, yeah, you're welcome, Mom. You know, <laughs> I get it. no problem. Yeah, my dad, when I came out of the hospital, the first like two weeks, he was like, how are you? And uh, And I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> that was it. Well, that's what I was supposed to say. And and I, are you really asking me how I am? Are you really want to know how I am? Yeah, then you would ask. So so that's yeah. kind of where I go. But. Do you know how many people said to me, "Wow, if I had the relationship I had with your mother, I would have put her in a home and I would have just left her there." And 
I couldn't do that. Even though we never got along, this is what her wishes were. You know what's and I'm crazy? Trying to respect her wishes, even no, I get though you. we don't. I get you. And you know what's crazy yeah. that you're saying this to me? Tell me if I'm wrong. Most people that had parents that took care of them shoved them in the home. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And here and here we are with the reverse. And yeah, see, I wasn't trying to cut you off, but I thought uh, I thought that was a good it kind of yes. hit a ding moment in my <laughs> in my head. I was like, wait Absolutely. a second. Yeah, because I have friends who, <laughs> two of them, <laughs> that I know 100%, and they just stuck them in home, and it was yeah. like, yeah, I won't say anything. We'll come visit. But yeah, and I was like, dude, like, you have like a five-bedroom house. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't want to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to deal with and it. And they're right. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. That's I, their right. Yeah, I, I think it gets because we have our karma. We have to do what we choose that we think is best for our situation. And if right. we're caring people, we're looking at the situation around everyone. That's why I've right. never asked my kids, man, I'll drink some cyanide before I, I put my kids through this. I've had... It's so funny you said that because my best friend has watched me go through this and she's been around my life since we were 12 years old. And she's like, hey, I never thought I'd see your mother do this and be... I got to tell you, you're a better person than me. Has, because she's been around me my whole life, she's seen how my mother has treated me and how we've re, you know, interacted. She said, I can't even believe you're doing this. I would have just thrown her in a home and that would have been the end of that. I wouldn't have even done what you did. I think you're a much better person than I am. She goes, because I would never even done it for my mother. And she goes, and I was closer to my mother. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. And I'm like, am I, is that good? Or am I an idiot? You know, am I, no. an I think, I think if people take a minute to listen and it's almost like they're, they're listening to like, I'm sure people are going to say, man, these people need a therapist. But if you, if you think about if people really just listen, it's like two people that care so much, either a about their own karma mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. B Deep down inside, we do care about our parents because we don't want them to go through something. And even if we said like, yeah, we would put them in a home, it's not like we would saying, oh, we would leave them on the street. That's right. why that's why they're with us. So right. even though we know that they were not the most ideal, we still are feeling like and it's not patting yourself on the back. It's just being honest. It's like people don't look at it that way. It's like, wait well, a minute. We stopped our lives here. And absolutely. you know, what I mean? I mean Look at it this way. My brother, who, you know, not to get up on the tangent, who was her favorite child and who was, could do no wrong, he's the one who hasn't shown up. He's the one who hasn't chipped in or pitched in or supported or come out. He has seen her once in the last two years, and not just because of the pandemic, because he just is a narcissistic, selfish person. But she lights up about him. And it's like, okay, so if I was living in California still and she was here with him, Guess where she would be right now? In a home. Exactly. Because you can best be believing my brother would never have had her in his house. So let me no ask way. you this. What will you what would be a solution if you met someone else that either A was going through the same thing in the very beginning or mm -hmm. before they moved in? Or, you know, someone that is telling you, Oh, I have to take care of my parent, and then you're thinking about your own self-preservation what would you well, what would be your solution okay and i've learned this because of my cousin went through this with my aunt when my aunt died my cousin was so in tuned with taking care of my aunt that 
her husband said she had a little bit of PTSD from it. And that kind of stuck with me because he's like, she literally didn't know what to do with herself. Even though she was working, she was so used to taking care of my aunt that she didn't know what to do with herself. And she was suffering for, from it. So he had to involve her in other things to get her out. And I am working with somebody who's dealing with that right now with her dad. And the first thing I would say to anybody, get yourself an elder care attorney. This is so important. Get yourself an elder care attorney when there's other siblings involved. If there's money involved, property involved, you must take care of these things when your parents still have their wits about them. Yeah. It's so important. My mother did the right thing. She did this years ago and she put the house in my brother's and my name and trust. And there's a five-year look back when they look to put you on Medicaid. And because she did that back in 2008, by the time this all happened, we were good. Everything was solid in terms of having to deal with her financially. And she has it in there. You know, for me, the house is mine now. This house okay. will be mine. But that is important. The other important thing is people need to realize you have to start looking for the signs. You have to ask for help. And sometimes if it's not your family, and in my case, the two family members that I'm closest to are not even living in this state, but we support each other over the phone. My cousin's dealing with it out in California with my aunt okay. and it's hard and she's alone. And I'm on the phone with her because her brother goes out to check on her and everything, but it's tough. You got to have a, a support system of even just a small group of friends yeah. who just understand, even if it's about you getting out of the house, the, the important thing about this whole thing is, and I think you would understand this more than anybody don't lose yourself because when you get caught up in taking care of somebody, if you don't go take care of yourself, like I just went to Florida for a week on vacation and I was like, yeah, I did. I want to, I'll be damned if I'm not going to go take my vacation and get out of here. I work really hard and I take care of everything. I'm going on vacation. Yeah. That's my issue. Like I can't go away for more than like two to three days. And, and this is nine years. You know what I mean? Like I try to go away. Right. I think we went away for like three days once and I have the right. cameras on and everything, but it's even that like I paid <laughs> money yeah. to, to my own sister to say, can you just come up on this day? Right. Right. And make sure he has his meds and that everything is okay in the house. Right. Water isn't yeah. running. It's gas right. isn't on, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, what happened? The day I'm coming home, oh, we'll, we're on our way over there. I'll be home in like two hours. What's the difference? Like, what's the point? The whole three days went by. <gasps> they didn't come over the whole three days. They were coming over the day you were coming home? Yeah. So, because I no said, good. I said, come over on the second day. So that way it's like yeah. one day on, one day. Like, I left one day. You came one day and I'll be back the next day. That, that's no good. But you get my point, right? And yes, it's not, and it's absolutely. not, it's not a matter of like, oh, you're alone. It's a because I, like I told you, I have cameras in the house. It's a matter of, and I can talk to him. It's a matter of having a peace of mind to be able to right. say, okay, I'm gone, but I right. know he'll be looked looked after because if I was at work, no one would be there. If I was, right. you know what I mean. If I took the kids to Disneyland, nobody would be there. But per right. day, somebody stopped by once, and. I could I could do like uh what do you call it IHSS for um someone to come out but they come out in four hour chunks and they tell us we have to give them six months notice like what oh how am I gonna gosh. how am I gonna know what I'm gonna do in six months you know? oh my god see we got the community Medicaid here so my mother has twenty four hour care they did try in the beginning um to put for, <laughs> to pawn the care off on me and I'm like I work. 
And it was almost like they were, it's almost like they're insulted that you work and like, you're not going to take care of your parent. Yeah. And I'm like, I work, I work yeah. weird hours. I'm up at three 30 in the morning. I am gone 16 hours. Sometimes I forget it. Yeah. She wants to stay in this house. The aide has to come here. They have to watch her 24 hours. I lucked out in that her Medicaid, her community Medicaid takes care of that. But like with you, Nessie, you don't have that kind of help. No, it's not even close. And those resources are what's lacking in this country. This country does not take care of its elderly at all. Oh, I know. And especially it's like terrible. the vet. It's like, it's like, okay, he's a vet. And shame on and, them. And shame like on he them. went through the war. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. but at this, again, I go back to karma, but he didn't yeah. do what he was supposed to do. No. no. So, right. It's it's gonna fall on someone, but I still say right. the karma is the fact that you have to kind of like, well, I can't say look at yourself because you can't see, but you have to deal with yourself. Does that well, make sense? Introspection. Yeah, introspection. yeah, like you're forced to. Right. To yeah, so uh, you know, that's how uh, how I, I like your solution. I won't give one, aside from make sure you, <laughs> make sure you take your time to yourself and don't feel guilty about no. the way you feel. Because, no, because if you if you had a, a horrible job and you were saying the things we're saying, right? You people right? people are gonna say, Yeah, I understand. And if you're if you if you feel like if you told someone that you had a bad upbringing or whatever it may be, they're gonna say the same thing. Oh, I understand. Right? right? So it's a matter of it's your life, it's your feelings, and if you you know, just like anything else. Listen, uh -huh. my friend is dealing with her dad and she's very close to her dad, but she comes in and sometimes she's like, I feel so bad. I, I lost my temper with him last night because, you know, he's 89 years old and he's getting dementia. And I said, give yourself a break. Yes, I'm she's saying it's not like you're that. abusing the person. It's a matter of like, if, yeah. you, if you're doing something for as long as you have, if you were abusing right. them, they wouldn't be here. So it's right. a, it's a matter of if you're saying, or we are saying, you know, these are the things that it's like living with someone with dementia. And it's not mm -hmm. going to be, we're not going to talk about all the, all this pretty stuff because you're, you're dealing with something that is just not easy. Right. And let's tell everybody what this, what this, what happens here. This is the truth of what happens. This is the core of what happens that I've discovered. And that I explained to my friend at work and to other people, there is a point when dementia hits and there's definitely a point where the tables turn and you become the parent and they become the child yes. and they become even more like a child. They and start vindictive. acting more belligerent mm -hmm. and they literally start acting like a two-year-old and you know, yeah, they can't help it and they can't help it sometimes, but you lose, what does a parent do? They lose their shit about it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But so, this is something that people really need to be very clear about. Your parent, does not become your parent at some point it changes yeah. and you become the parent and mm -hmm. you have to tell them when to eat and you have to tell them to make sure they brush their teeth. And all of a sudden you're like, Holy shit, this is my mom or dad. And I have to tell them to go to the bathroom or I have to, you know, change their diaper or right. I, my cousin was washing my aunt in the shower because she couldn't do it by herself. I mean, yeah. that's the PTSD that happens when they pass because You've taken on this role, and then all of a sudden, your parent, your parent is gone, and you've not only mourned the loss of the parent you had, but then what they turned into. Yeah, and you, and the fact that 
you are well it depends i won't say everybody but but you people yeah. uh can lose themselves yes in in the process yes. because you're in this routine right so right. when they right. do go you're stuck and and, then, and and i think that's actually what happened to me when i think about all these endeavors i've been having and it's like right. I, I keep thinking geez i a lot of it is i don't have time a lot of right. it is uh like energy wise um, right. I think when things are occupying your mind, like I have to deal with this and I have to deal right. with, you know, I have kids and I have, I have a wife right. and then, you know, but your father is like having another kid and then you, right. you know what I'm saying? It's like you, Absolutely. yeah. So, so I, I, cause I always go by timelines and what was I doing and why was this screwed up like this? And that's when I figured it out. I was like, okay, I've been in this hole for the last nine years or what have I been doing for the last nine years? I can't get People traction. have to give themselves a break. Yeah. You yeah. have to give you have to cut yourself slack. It is a very tough job to take care of a parent when they are in the state. And like like you and I are like having different resource in, resources of issues. Like I, I definitely have more resources than you do, which I feel terrible about. <laughs> and the stress level, I can't even imagine. I just can't even imagine because it's it's literally you're trying to handle everything. You're trying to handle well, everything. I don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't have a choice, and you're like, yeah, I got it. But we, do we got it all the time? Not really. We're trying. We're trying our best. Yeah, and you know what the crazy thing I think about is the stress level is bad. But like how you said earlier, if if my dad did the right things, not even if he took care of me or my right. sisters, if he right. if he set himself up to where he had retirement, because I don't have any, right. re any retirement anymore. But like if, right. if but if 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 he set himself up to where he he had the right amount of money coming in, right. And right. I and I you know what I mean and I and I put him somewhere, and then he got the dementia and he, you know, had lost his sight and blah blah blah. If he went into this point of. I, I want to make sure I'm not a burden. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 like I said be, before, I would still find myself in a different headspace than the way I am now because there is that, and it's not even anger, it's more like disappointment of like, you want me to respect you and I respect you as a human being, but you want me to respect you as like, I'm supposed to look up to you and, right. and you're, and you, no matter what, you're smarter than me, you're whatever it is to look up to you. And I'm, I'm lesser than because you're my father. Right. Right. But, right. but yet you didn't do anything that you were supposed to do that now has burdened me. Right. You were so selfish that you didn't think of anything of what your kids were going to have to handle when you decided to go down this road. And you just left it all, it's on them. Exactly. So, well, actually, it's not on them. It's a matter of they don't even care what happens because right. they're expecting someone to take care of them. Exactly. That's the difference between someone that's like saying, okay, well, when I go, um, I want you to make sure you put me in this place and I don't want you to burden, you know, to have a burden of me. And da da da, and then the fl the floor falls underneath you because of some unforeseen thing. You're not gonna f have this the way we feel, and I think right. I think that's the difference. 
I think that there's a ton of people on NBC or whatever it is that are going to talk about, you know, their their family and, oh, my dad was the greatest. And there's nobody talking about like, oh, like, yeah, like, nobody like this. Wants, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to talk about that parent. Like, listen, I had a closer relationship with my ex-mother-in-law than I had with my mother. Yeah, like, I remember you I said. told my mother that I didn't even know what it was like to have a mom in a sense as an adult woman until I got married and had my mother-in-law. How weird was that? And we're still close. Yeah. I still text her all the time. Yeah. You know? She texted me a couple of days ago. Um, yeah. That's <laughs> so weird. I'm always texting with her. Hey, it's one o'clock over there, isn't it? Yeah. All right, so check this out. We're going to do this yeah. rapid fire. So you only can yeah. answer one one answer really fast, but I'm going to okay. tell you ahead of time. Thank you for doing the show, and Absolutely. we're going to have a little less serious conversation. But it's not a conversation; it's just fun. So I call it, it I call it rapid fire questions and odd topics. So since we <laughs> both do the voiceovers, and I had an idea to kind of just throw some crazy topics and let it go. Are you game? Yep. All right, sure. Cool. All right. So this is going to be it, and then you're going to go to sleep. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, what would your dream voiceover job be, uh, to be with, uh, do you know, do you know a quick answer? Cause I'm, if not, I'm going to give you two choices. Yeah. I, I think I would like to do like a Simpsons show and just have that all the time. Okay. That would have been, a, that would have been great. Yeah. That's 30, what, 20, yeah. 20, how many years has it been on? 30 years. 30 years. Okay. I was right there. Yeah. Uh, so, Over, yeah. So you've uh, done traffic. What was the station? Um, I did traffic for News 12 Traffic and Weather on Long Island, which no longer exists in terms of having live reporters. Now it's just all automated. The computers took over the world. I got you. So we And we had to instill our personalities there, and I loved it. That was my favorite job I ever had. So, yeah, so that's you, my favorite you, job. You thought about doing animation? I, I did, and I tried to submit my voice for stuff, but uh, I didn't get any bites. But every once in a while at work, I, I, I guess one night I was letting loose, and I did a Cartman voice, and I one of the guys almost peed himself. He did, he was crying. He didn't hear, you know. He's like, I can't believe you could do that voice. So, and I was like, Yeah, because yeah, you did the voice earlier. So, yeah. So here's your last question: If we did a show, what would it be about? Oh my God, I think it would be about everything, wouldn't oh, it? Okay. So now I'll call you again for the being a guest, but not about dementia, just about crazy yeah. stuff. Anything. All right, cool. I'll talk about anything. So this is a stories and solutions. Thank you, Kim, for opening up and actually sharing Absolutely. and and making me feel like I'm not crazy because never we we have the same exact things. It's just one maybe a little more extreme here and there, but yeah, it is what it is. So it is what it is, and you got to remember to take a deep breath every single time. Count to ten and take a deep breath. I agree. I think that uh, you should make sure you take time for yourself and don't feel yes. guilty about feeling uh, angry. Uh, don't feel guilty about feeling confused or sad or whatever it is. So again, mm -hmm. uh, this is Stories and Solutions. I'm Mr. Todd, and appreciate you guys being here. Have a good week. Bye bye. <laughs>